I just want to say I feel like we're all on creative journeys and uh, they're wonderful roller coaster roads, but they're always worth going down. Well, hello and welcome to the Unstoppably Creative Podcast, where I'm going to show you how to increase your confidence, build momentum, and create wildly successful results. I'm your host, Leslie Becker, and I'm here to help you have an unstoppably creative life. So let's get to it. Well, hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of the Unstoppably Creative Podcast. I'm Leslie Becker, your host, and today we are having an unstoppably creative conversation with someone I've admired for such a long time. She's been a longtime friend, and I've just watched her navigate the singer-songwriter world in Nashville and New York. She kind of goes between the two, uh, but I am just so excited to share this uh, conversation with you because Risa is this bundle of light that I know you will hear on this podcast, and I also am always amazed at some of the very uh, profound things that she says without even realizing she's saying them. So I want you guys to really tune in to some of the really thoughtful things that she says about creativity, about who we are as artists, and I really am excited to introduce you to uh, my friend and colleague and someone that I have just really been blown away by since the moment I met her. This is Risa Binder. Hi, Risa. (laughs) I feel the exact same way about you. Oh my gosh, that's very kind. (laughs) Um, So, Risa, I'm so excited to just talk to you because you're someone that I've admired for a really long time. I remember when you came in to New York City and I was like, why are you here? Go be a country artist because you had already had this five song demo. And I just love that you are you have made a life doing this as a a country artist. And I just want to hear a little bit about your journey with that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Um, I just want to say I feel like we're all on creative journeys and uh, they're wonderful roller coaster roads, but they're always worth going down. So I, I love New York and I love Nashville, and I feel like I live in between both. Just in my heart lives in between both. I call New York my boyfriend, and I'm married. Okay, anyway, nice. But, um, but uh, <laughs> anyhow, um, yeah. <clears throat> Actually, I remember the time that I re- thought to myself that music is magic. I can remember the exact day because. When I was super little, like maybe like seven or eight years old, um, we had a little playroom in our house, and I lived around all boys. And so I remember I just started making up a song saying, how I wish a girl would move next door, how I wish a girl would move next door. And a week later, five girls moved next door, and I thought to myself, music did that I think that music I think music is magic because music made five girls move next door this oh my is, gosh that's like the cutest story so I just always from that day on that that showed me the magic of what songwriting is and songwriting truly is magical actually but yes um so you know from there I would write songs about boys I had crushes on and da 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 and that and my parents would be like who's that about and I'd be like I'm not telling you <laughs> and so um that led to you know Moving to New York City and singing there, um, I would travel back and forth. I would audition for Broadway shows and then travel back to travel to Nashville. I was a waitress. I'd travel and I would find fantastic people. We'd write songs together. We'd make demos and I'd come back super broke. That's basically how this <laughs> went down. And um, after we had about four or five songs, I just I I ended up getting signed to a wonderful label. Uh, called Warehouse Records, and from there, 
it's been quite a journey. And you know, what led me to Nashville first was I, I wanted to learn how to write a hit song. Everybody <laughs> probably does, right? Yes. So I Googled how to write a hit song and this songwriting camp came up. My favorite song growing up, one of my favorite songs was I Can't Make You Love Me If You Don't. And it turns hmm. out that the guy who wrote that was leading the class. Oh, wow. And I was like, holy cow, it's a sign. So I came out, and I love this story because there's, there is a lot of magic in Nashville. I think there's a lot of magic in moving wherever you move. When you make a move, there's magic, period. Yeah. Okay, and so um, many stories, but the very first time that I went to this camp, you know, the guy who, one of the writers who wrote, I can't make you love me if you don't, told me that, told the class, that it was an up-tempo bluegrass song until Bonnie Raitt sat down and said, wait a minute, let's slow it down. And then she started singing it, and that changed the course of the song. Wow. Which I thought was so incredible. Um, and he said, so really, I went, he's like, there is no one way to write this hit song. Uh, he goes, I basically start with a blank sheet of paper, which I still write on paper myself too. I, I know computers and all, but I like to write that. <laughs> and he's like, I basically <clears throat> literally say a prayer mm-hmm. and begin to write. And like, there's just a lot of all, of, you know, divine intervention that I feel that happens in a room full of songs. So when we met, it was like my very first five song EP and it was a phenomenal journey. Um, I still play that song oh, or that, all that's those songs? Uh, all oh, those songs. Oh my gosh. They're my, they're some of my favorites still. And they really are. There's something so magical. And I think you know this too, about going from hearing a song on a guitar to hearing it with more instruments to more instruments. And even it's when magic. it's stripped down on a, stripped down on a guitar or just piano, it's beautiful there. And then there's something so incredible about bringing it to life with these players that just bring just different their whole take on it is yes. makes it just so incredible, and it's I I call it like going to church or temple. It is that it's like a religious <laughs> it <is> experience. That. <laughs> it is that I will I remember um, I don't remember where I was driving, but I remember having uh, Sirius XM on, and I hadn't seen you or talked to you for a while, and your song came on, and I called you. I don't know if you remember this, or I texted you I and actually, said I just heard your song and it was the first time you had known that they were playing it. You had like just submitted it or they just did it. And I was a part of that moment in your history, which I just I love. I just remember that sitting here now. <laughs> yes. Because, and that is the magic of song. Totally. You, you write a song, you have no idea where it's going to go. You totally. don't know the road it's going to be on. Plus the life of a song is so, so long and never ending. You <laughs> totally. can have a song come out one year and five years later it's on a TV show in a totally different way. Yep. It's fascinating, right? Yep. And the XM thing happened so wildly. My producer, Luke Wooten, was also producing, has continued to produce Brad Paisley's records. And he just so happened to be mixing one of my songs when the guy at the time who worked for Sirius XM came in and happened to go, what is that? He was coming for Brad Paisley. Oh my like, gosh. What is that? And he's like, this is a girl, Risa. And he's like, I want that. So I basically walk in there like, you're not going to believe what just happened. I, and I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I had to pull over when I I'm it. sure. Um, yeah. That is the magic of Nashville. I feel like New York has that magic. It, it does. I definitely found that when I first moved to New York and I've found that since I moved here. I just, I love it so much here. But one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on is that I have always loved that you have found all these multiple ways to use your creativity. You have not just said, I'm a songwriter only, that's what I do. 
you've branched out, you've done all these different things. I know you have a couple of podcasts. I know you have shows that you're trying to sell as television, just like all of these things. Um, tell me about, uh, let's start with maybe one of the podcasts and just say what that is. Well, I will, but I have to say I'm sitting across from you and I think this all started because of you and your course. And I'm not even joking because I didn't even know about all, I became a, I'm going to call it professional juggler because that's what we are as artists (laughs) and entrepreneurs, right? I didn't know about the law of attraction and um, I'm, I'm a big visual person. I think you were maybe the first person that I learned about vision boards and things like that mm-hmm. from. So I really, really took that into practice in moving to New York. And, you know, the podcast kind of came, well, there's, there's one I'll talk about right now called Talent Talk that actually came during the past two years during COVID. And, mm-hmm. and you know, when we didn't, I, I had shows lined up that got canceled. I, you know, COVID was crazy for... A singer-songwriter kind of decimated what, what we do. So then when you're in that moment, you pick yourself back up and say, I still want to do this. Yes, I do. How am I going to do this in this climate? Yeah. And for me, I was like, well, I'm going to online teach kids and adults how to sing and act because... I'm in, I was a new, I'm a new mom. What, what, what does that mean? My child's four, but you're always a, but, <laughs> but, but you're I, always a new mom. <laughs> you're always a mom. But I had, I knew there were other people at, at home that needed help that needed that hour of time to, to themselves so I could teach their kids something fun. Nice. Right. And then the podcast was so beautiful because a friend of mine, Will Nunziata out of New York, uh, worked, is working continuously for an app that is launching called Phoenix 360. And he was interviewing a ton of artists. I happened to be an artist that he asked to interview one day. And this is where you jump on your instincts. He's interviewing me. And as he's interviewing me, I have this moment where I'm like, does he want to do, this is so weird. I'm like, does he want to do a guy-girl talk show where we can interview other artists? So at the end of our interview, I'm like, would you want to team up and do a talk show where we get to, I go, I know a ton of beautiful musicians that live in Nashville, New York, LA, and we just want to be heard, you know? Mm-hmm. And he goes, this is so weird. Right before I, I had this interview, I talked to the CEO of this company, and I said, I want to do a talk show with a girl host. And it was oh so, my gosh. I was like, please pick me. And he goes, <laughs> I want it to be called Talent Talk. I'm like, it can be called whatever you want. I just, but pick me. Pick me, you know. <laughs> and so <clears throat> since last May, so almost a year, we're in March, it's been almost a year, weekly, I have had the complete joy of choosing my friends who are coming out with songs, meeting new people that are signed to labels. We talked to Lee Nash, who is a, who is a Grammy Award winner. She, the song, Kiss Me Out of the Bearded Barley. You know, yes. just like people that are my heroes, blah, blah, blah. We were able to hear their stories, and that was so healing. It's still healing weekly. It's healing to listen to stories of other people and how they got to be where they are, yeah. you know? And just the power of a song and how a song can be so healing. So Talent Talk has, literally Talent Talk has healed me through this time. And I am very hopeful. I, mean, I feel like we are coming out of a darker time into a lighter time. For sure. And I realize as I'm going through it, I'm like, these are collaborators. They're new friends and they're future collaborators. So the podcast is like one pocket and continuing to make songs that we love the climate has changed so much in my industry now it's more about putting songs out on spotify with like well so okay live shows are picking back up again and the best way in my world to 
find financial stability truly is to give your, book yourself 30, 40 shows yes. and then sell merchant shows and stuff like that. But then on, now on Spotify, you know, you can put your music up there and then you can link yourself and that's a way of like mm, advertising yourself and what's going yeah. on. And so really it's like putting the songs together, putting out the record while doing the podcast and really truly people want to know nowadays as an artist, like, who are you? Who, yes. who are you? With, when you're not singing, you know, yep. like, and just Very really much. getting to know a person. So I find that fun because I just, I want to know who they are too. I just love being the story. We were talking about being storytellers and that's mm-hmm. what we are as artists. So I love that. Well, it's amazing how you have taken your skill as a songwriter and turned it into all these things. And you always talk about magic happening, but I believe that magic doesn't just happen. It's something you do intentionally, that you are always open to it. You are always looking for those opportunities. Um, I don't ever think anything is coincidental. I think we are intentional. I think God grants us these things, but they're not magic. You know what I mean? They are things that we have shown that we are open to, that we are looking for them. And I think your part of your success has come from just your sun, I say sunshiny, I don't even know if that's a word, but like your sunshiny personality. And you've had people say that to you. There's just, there's an energy about you that I think attracts those wonderful things and those wonderful people. So to know that you have that, that's well, who that's, you are. You're amazing for saying that, but that's something that I want to bring up. Like I have wonderful examples and I'll share one of, I used to think I needed to wait for that team of people. That team of people was going to take me places, that yeah. team of people. Yeah. But when you have an inkling of something in your gut, you just have to go for it. And one of my perfect examples to share was I was looking for really big summer festivals that maybe I could play. This is totally on a whim. And I'll, I love to research. Probably you all do too. And so <laughs> I do. And I was researching, who's the booker for this? I picked one, sunfest.com. It looked sunny. It was in, my, it was in Florida. It was in the it had sunshine. West Palm Beach. And I found out the guy's name and I just sent him three songs. We don't know each other at all. He ends up calling me saying, this was a while ago. This was like mm, eight or nine years ago. Do I want to open for Fergie of the Black Eyed Peas? And I was like, what? Sure. What? And he goes, oh, wait, that just fell through. Hold on, I'll call you back. I'm like, is this guy crazy? So oh my I gosh. kind of didn't believe anything, right? A week later, he calls me back and he says, do you want to open for James Taylor? And I was like, wait a minute. What? I go, what? I'm like, I'm sorry. He goes, you, you don't think I'm real, do you? And I'm like, I don't. He goes, well, the contract's <laughs> in the mail. <gasps> and I got the contract, and it was oh basically gosh. like you're op- you're the opening slot for James Taylor at this particular night of the festival, Be- and and you know get get here and we'll pay you for your time here kind of a thing. And it was like the puzzle pieces oh had to come together. Gosh. I talked to my label, they said okay. And what was wild? I mean, the whole thing was wild. If I hadn't believed in myself enough to just be like, I could be on that side stage and so can you. Like, I'm no different than anyone else. It's just like seizing those oppor- those gut opportunities that you feel you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. It's there for a reason. You're meant to do what it is you think you're meant to do. It's not, it's just not placed there randomly, right? So like we're cut to where we are now. I'm like, oh, I want to play a bunch more shows and I have a dream. Uh, my booking agency happened to close during COVID so I need to yeah. find a new one and, and you you know, there's so many roller coasters and you can't be discouraged looking back. You know, I've played on so many beautiful stages. Yes, if you, you did have. it, you can do it again. And so yep. I have a dream agency that I'd like to be a part of in order for them to find me interesting. I have to do A, B, C, D, E. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm working my way towards. So by this summer, 
I can sing for them in a way, position myself in a way that they would find me interesting. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> Hear the intentionality, y'all, as you're listening to Risa talk, because there's intentionality behind that. There is not, it is not random. It's not hanging out going, hey, when's that person going to find me? You are constantly putting things out there. And that's what it takes. You can't just sit back and, and hope that something happens. Right. And I think there, I think there used to be a time maybe where, where teams were more, um, I don't know, easier access. I don't know what it is, but I just know now, like I finally, I finally locked in a great manager for myself and it's guys, it's taken me a crazy amount of years. It's almost crazy to say, so I won't <laughs> to find someone that's like, I love having a team player. I used to think there was going to be someone that's way, way done more than me that's going to shoot me up to the stars. But really, finding that team player that's like, oh, these are your six-month goals. I can run alongside you. And I actually do have more of a business mind than you, which is true. I feel like I have a magical entrepreneurial mind, and I do Mm -hmm. need someone else that's like, Risa, focus on these four things to get this thing. You know? Yes. I feel like I've, I've found that. But taking your little gems that you love and putting them in front of people it doesn't matter I used to think it mattered like whether I was signed to the top agency or not it actually doesn't if you love what you've done if it's an art piece a a musical piece you know if you love what you've done and you believe in it I feel like the piece has the vibration of belief in it and it will get to where it needs to go it just does (laughs) and so it's wild um and it's okay, too, to have times of feeling drought, too, because in those times, what comes out of the drought is usually something super creative and awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, like, for example, I'm, I have now, my, my daughter is four, and I thought at first all these beautiful songs were going to come gushing out of me because I just had a kid, and that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm feeling very alive um, as myself in this new space that I'm in. Um, and what's so cool is that there's no time. We think there's these timelines and they're not, there's no timeline. It's just you and what you want to do. And there's no timeline on these things. There's no expiration date on these things. There's only creating and keep creating because we get better each time we create, but we forget, but we really do. (laughs) (laughs) We really do. And I love just the notion that creativity is just ongoing. It is something you can do literally until you die. Like you are an artist. You already are an artist. Um, Anybody listening to this podcast has some kind of creative artistry. And even people, I think everybody has creativity, even if they're not pursuing that as an art form or a business. We all have creativity. And I think society crushes it for so many people. And I always feel like the people who hold on to that and get to do that for their life are the magical people like you are. It's like if you because we all are born that way. We Kids are, are all creative say, and then it crushes people. Kid, like you can keep your kid like creative <laughs> yes. art exactly. Like that's what it is. Yeah. Whatever it is you want to do. Totally. I love that you said um, talked about the drought because we just I just did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago about failure and how we actually grow the most in failure and you didn't call a drought a failure but I'm glad you only called it a drought to just go hey there's going to be seasons where wow just the creative like it's just not flowing you're it's just not coming for whatever reason and that you always know but after a drought is usually this you know rainfall of of great stuff that comes your way which is so good to know it's great because that's why you become that professional juggler because you could have a drought in one end like my one girlfriend Zarni, who's an incredible producer, she brought up to me, she's like, you know, don't, you don't need to write constantly because your goal truly is not 
your writer. My goal is to be the performer that writes. Yeah. That's also working, doing these TV show things that I'm doing. Um, and I used to think I needed to be in the room all the time as the writer. But the truth is, there are people who write a bajillion times better than me. And I like being in a room with people who are like that, that then push me to be a better writer. Oh, yeah. But, what, so my point is, when I'm in a drought writing-wise, and I'm like, I don't think I have anything to contribute today, that's okay. Um, I don't take the right, and instead, I focus that day on something else creative that brings me joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the right comes later, and yes. then I feel good. And it's funny, because writers who really know you, like, I think you'll appreciate this. I, I was in a room a while ago with two boys that know me well, uh, Craig Wilson and Charlie Berry. They're phenomenal writers. And I was like, I'm walking into a room full of men. That's fine. I, I, you know, it, it, I, I know what I want to write today. And I walk in and I'm like, we're going to write a, I want to write like a, push the door down, you can do anything you believe in. And Charlie goes, no. And I'm like, what, what do you mean no? And he's like, I want you to write what you're really feeling. How are you really feeling? And I was like, I don't want to write about how I'm really feeling because it's really scary how I'm feeling because actually it was during COVID and I don't feel that great. Yeah. Let's write about that. And going into a vulnerable place in writing, we wrote a song called This Too Shall Pass Hmm. and it was amazing. And it's not, it's basically like this too shall pass. It's always true. Moments don't last, but the memories do. It's like, Hmm. so don't let the good times. Oh, it's like, uh, don't lose, don't lose the good times trying to outrun the bad because neither neither one lasts. This too shall pass. Love all, that. All of I it will love pass. That. So be present in the moment. And I'm like, yeah. I wanted to write a song like I believe, but it was just totally <laughs> different than what we came in yes. for, and we came out with the truth. And the truth that. is beautiful, even when it doesn't feel good. The truth is beautiful, you know. So yes, I I just always believe that the truth, like if we face reality for as it is, we will always be able to deal with it. the The challenge we get into is when we we look at life as what we wish it was or what it used to be, and you will never be happy if you face reality as exactly as it is. You can move forward right from where you are, and I think that's really hugely important especially for creatives because we have the imaginations we're like oh but I used to be this or I did this or I did that and when we stay very present and just face reality as it is we can move forward really powerfully we totally can and you know I mean (laughs) I don't know exactly how to say this so I'll just be real too like if I think about how many meetings I sat in where there were so many limitations placed based on like how they, they never knew, how old are you? Oh, you're in this industry. There's not many girls. Like, weird, weird stuff. At the end of the day, I just want to say to any... I only know... I can speak music and, um, and acting, right? Like, <laughs> I'm just like, there are no limitations, actually. Nope. And that person in the room that's telling you these things, they're not your person. And Mm-mm. that's okay. And truly, it is okay. Yep. Um, and so that's, you know, that's actually... In, even in an audition room, too, like... The no is actually an awesome thing, and I really do mean that because it's guiding you and telling you something that will help you because <laughs> you don't <laughs> want to be with the people that don't see the same vision as you. You just yeah. don't. And um, and so I, I know from talent talk and watching a lot of people that are newer to the industry coming in, you know, uh, I had a, a girl write a song called Honest Conversations. I want, I'm having honest conversations. I'm like, I love that because it's Great. real. You know? Yeah. So, 
<laughs> I'm probably tangenting, but... No, but I, I love it. I, mean, I totally love it. What would be, as we kind of wrap this up, what would be the best advice you could give someone? Not necessarily pursuing music, but any creative artist. Like, what has really kept you going in the highs, in the lows, in the all the in-betweens? What's that one piece of advice you would say? I would say, truly, 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 there is only one you. And you are beautiful exactly how you are today, exactly how you are feeling today, and you have your own lane. There is no competition, period. There is, n- there is zero. I do not believe in competition. There's only creativity and how you harness your own creativity, and that's it. Did you harness it today? Did you create something today? Did you step one step closer to something you're trying to create today? Good job. Good on you. You're moving in the right direction. There's no comparing. There's only your beautiful story. And that's it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Can you tell people how they can find you? Because I know you're on social media, websites. Tell everybody how to yes, find you. Yes, come find me and be my friend. <laughs> I am on Instagram and Twitter at Risa, R-I-S-A, and the word stuff. So Risa, stuff. <laughs> and, um, and then my name's Risa Binder. So just look me up and listen to my music and come say hi. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much, Risa, for doing this. You, and um, I just, we've been trying to plan this for like six oh months gosh, and we've had so. to cancel both of us on both sides. So just to have you here in my home and being able to do this with you is awesome. And you bring so much light to every single person that knows you. And it's a blessing for me to be sitting here with you. So thank you for giving me <laughs> this time and your blessing. Thank you, thank you so much, Risa. <laughs> All right, my friend, I told you she was just a breath of light and energy. Um, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation. I have so many nuggets that I was able to take in by talking to her. Um, her notion of there is no competition. There's just, you're, you're the only one of you. And so there is no competition. I just thought that was so amazing and astute and smart And she also talked about um, no limitations. I believe that fully, that we are only limited by our own limiting beliefs. Anything is possible. Keep yourself out there. Keep continuing to pursue what it is that you love. I also love that she shared that no, when you hear a no, it's actually helping you because those people aren't your people. I just think she's so smart. She always says really wonderful things. I hope you loved that interview and I hope you'll pass it along to a friend. Maybe they're an aspiring singer-songwriter or another creative artist of, of another kind and I hope you'll pass this episode on to them. Be sure to check out Reese's stuff and I look forward to talking to you next time when we continue to have this wonderful conversation about having an unstoppably creative life. Talk soon.